Hi, babe. Hey, babe. Okay, hey, babe. We're gonna we're gonna start. Take a breath. <coughs> Me and you having conversation as usual. Yeah. Talky, talky, talky. How are you doing? Pretty good. Enjoying this obtuse rainy day in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. What are you noticing today? That everything was thirsty. There's kind of been a quenching. It's been a pretty nice day overall, you know. It's not super bright outside. Kind of a, just a nice, easy day. The rain feels good. Oh, yeah. It's gray, so it's kind of cozy. Softer out. Yeah. And we need it. The trees need it. The grass. Oh, yeah. I want everything to be green and lush like I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in a totally different climate. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not near as hot here. No. How do you feel about you prefer the hot? Do you like uh, long winters? Where are may, you? No, no. What I think I like is temperatures between 55 and 83 degrees. Yeah. I like all of those. Yeah. Because I can wear the stuff that's comforting to my skin. And then it doesn't get too hot and it doesn't get too cold. And I can still swim on the higher end of that. And then I can still snuggle down in the lower end. Well, we should get that this summer. How hot does it get in the summer? Uh, statistically, hottest month is July, and it's it can get into the nineties pretty easy, mm -hmm. and in August as well. But overall, it's like average of eighty three degrees, eighty four degrees. So it's not going to be too bad. Yeah, it'll be pleasant. Yeah. It'll be nice. Have those summer evenings mm -hmm. when it gets brisk, mm -hmm. you know, but it's still nice and warm, and you're like, ah, oh, and it feels so light. <laughs> like, ah, oh. you feel like you've grown three inches. Yeah. Because everything's not pressing down on you. What are you looking forward to the most this summer? Mm. What am I looking forward to the most? Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, outdoor activities. You know, being able to ride bikes everywhere and the city is always putting on good things and have the mountains right there, you know. Mm -hmm. I think lo looking forward to doing outdoor things with yeah. the family. I think that's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, it feels like a vacation here in the summer. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It does. But maybe that's because it's new for us. I wonder if it feels like vacation for people that live here all the time. I don't know. How did it feel to you before when we moved here? <clears throat> it felt normal. It became normal life. But at first, do you think it was kind of that same similar kind of vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be living here. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, getting out here uh, the prior December. It it didn't feel like home until everyone got out here. But just seeing the transition in the, you know, from winter to spring to summer last year, you know. It's going to be interesting. And this one's completely different than last year's was to mm-hmm. this point. Well, you were up in the mountains. You were mm-hmm. in red feather. Yeah. So it was about 2,600 more feet in elevation. So, I mean, that's quite a bit of difference, you know. Yeah. To 5,000 feet. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's probably snowing up there. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. It's raining Because it's like 37 degrees at noon here. Yeah. So you know it's 26, 27, 28 there. And if there's moisture coming. Yeah. But Lord knows we do need it. We do need it. Yeah, we don't want fires. No. I hope there's no fires this summer. I know. Some of that shit that was had started back in January up or down near Boulder and Louisville and all that. And that's some scary stuff. It's been one thing after the other. I just want it to be chill. Yeah, just a break. Yeah. Hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. Um, so, what inspires you? Hmm. What inspires me? I think some of the, the first stuff that really ins- inspires me is, is nature. Like the people around me, like uh, whether it's family or friends, you know. I think that stuff inspires me, whether it inspires me to be a better person or inspires me creatively. I mean, yeah, I'd say, you know, nature, the people around me, sometimes even thoughts, uh, a joke or something like that, or a phrase, you know. You hear a phrase that can can get you, you know, all jacked up on the boogie is one of them. Like, all of a sudden, I wanted to, you know, write and paint and do all these things. So just that one little phrase was inspiring enough, you know, to get the creative juices flowing. All jacked up on the boogie? Yeah. That phrase? Yeah, yeah. As a simple is example. Is that your phrase, or does that come from somewhere? Um, oh, that was my phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, we were sitting down in the living room, and I believe, uh, Max was wanting to hop around and dance. I think he was doing his Bruno Mars stuff. Like, all this life was happening around us, and, uh, we were relaxed, you know, and he was amped and ready to go, and I'd said something along the lines that, man, you need to calm down. You're all jacked up on the boogie over here. And that just kind of how it kind of how it got started, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I'd never heard that anywhere. So it kind of just like the phrase popped in and it was like, oh man, that's funny. So then it was like t-shirts and bumper stickers and how's the lettering going to look? So. Maybe you should write a song. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about one of my songs this morning. Uh, on the way back from over there near the hill 
I was thinking about that. Uh, underneath the pavement, the uh, dirt is dreaming of grass, you know? And it was it was raining, and I was like, oh, man. And uh, Mike and I were talking, and we were talking about how much, you know, we did need the rain and how dry it's been. And you could just feel the earth around you just sucking it in. You know, it was just taking in all that life force. And I started thinking about that song, and I was like, man, you know, that poor dirt. <laughs> uh, it's actually getting it right now. Yeah. I like that thought. It's kind of depressing. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, like, it, everything is, it's, it's right there. It's so close to you. You know, you can feel it inches away. Yearning. Yeah. And then you can't, you know, it's you can't have any, mm-hmm. you know. But you're protected and safe, you know, as dirt. Or suffocated by concrete. Or suffocated. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're dreaming of grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a heavier feeling, for sure, mm-hmm. you know. You know, you would hope it would be one of hope as well, you know, still dreaming and still have an opportunity. Well, one crack. Yeah. And it can make its break. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. We should write that down. Good thing we're recording. Yeah. That could be a song. Yeah, probably could. Yeah. A poem. When's the last time you've written a song or a poem? Oh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's probably been a month or two. Mm-hmm. What was the last one you wrote? Ooh, I don't know. It's probably over there. Mm-hmm. You don't remember? Mm-mm. Not <laughs> offhand. Because no. sometimes I'll write them, it's just how I'm feeling in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just need to get it out. And a lot of times, you know, when you when you let go of something or you're, it comes through, you usually don't really tether to it. You don't have to, mm-hmm. you know. I don't necessarily tether to anything that I create, you know, like whether it be paintings or writing or any of that stuff, you know. It comes in and moves out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it start to build? Like how do how does a, a song develop or the words? Does it come all at once? Is it a download? Is it Man, trickles? I've had it happen both ways. Mm-hmm. I've had it happen where I've written a song in less than 10 minutes that had, you know, like 12 stanzas and like two choruses within it. Like just nice, nice songs in like 10 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I've worked on stuff for months, you know barely come out with anything from it and I guess maybe sometimes you lose the flow with it you know and then you're forcing it or something or sometimes you just have to put it down you know and just pick it up later yeah do you recognize that as part of your process or Mm -hmm. is that something like you struggle with the process no no I've I've come to terms (laughs) with the process like I I could get frustrated if nothing happens. And look, I've had those moments in the past where I've snapped and I'm sitting there, I'm playing guitar, and then I've got a notebook out with a pen 
and I've got a canvas over here, and I'm painting. And I'm doing all three simultaneously because I have so much pent-up creative rage or something, you know. <laughs> and then it just explodes and regurgitated everywhere, all over everything, you know. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not doing that as much as I was, say, uh, three to five years ago. You know, and even then, I understood, you know, like, I'm going to have creative moments, and I'm going to have some that are not, and they'll come out when they come out, and, you know. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, when I do sit down to write, I can get something done in a night. Mm -hmm. you know? most, most of the time, writing doesn't take me long. Art, I've noticed, I used to be done in like a day. And now most everything I'm doing, it takes me weeks or months to do, which is fine. I like that because then it's like you're, you have something to do along the way, you know? Yeah. Instead of just going, blah, there it is, you know? Yeah. You actually well, have. the layers. Yeah. The layers. Because the way you paint is in layers. Mm. Yeah. And maybe words. Do you feel like your work now is some, some sort of creative outlet for you? Oh, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what your first backup and tell us what you do and how you got inspired by your work. Um, I'm a traditional stonemason, I guess, uh, hammer and chisel style. And I like big, heavy stones, big, heavy projects. That take a lot of labor to do it is definitely a creative release because you're taking the earth and shaping it molding it into something beautiful and pragmatic and luxurious and simple and you're just making it amazing beautiful So, yeah, I, I do look at it as an extreme challenge. It's really hard work. It's not easy. But it's extremely rewarding when you finish it, knowing how much it took, how much pain <laughs> and battling and loving to get it accomplished. It's extremely rewarding. It just amazes me. I mean, I know what you're saying. I see the finished product and it looks like all those things. But the process, like the medium of it is so hard. It makes me laugh in a certain way that you feel inspired go through that process well sometimes i don't know whether i'm being punished or whether i actually <laughs> enjoy it so let's let's be honest because <laughs> typically only a fool would want to do that right. you know because it's certain pain it's certain ache you know yeah but just taking on the challenge you know mm -hmm. is is part of it 
do you like it that it's such a rare craft? Does that make you absolutely feel excited about it? Absolutely. Yeah. I you feel like something. an artisan. Mm-hmm. You know, this was some of the first stuff we were doing. You know, Stone Age. Mm-hmm. You know, handcrafting this stuff and. Now, I mean, that's one thing with technology and, and science and all is you you end up with better tools and better techniques and better methods. But sometimes you just tap into that that inherent kind of primal existence. Mm-hmm. And it feels amazing. What do you think it gives your clients? Like, what do you notice people receive from your they feel relevated. They feel like they've risen up. Explain more. Um, it's just kind of taking something to the next level. You had this, now you have that. What about the work itself, like the art of it? How do you find out? Like, Most of the time, it? honestly, mm-hmm. it's lost on people. You know, most of the time they they think you can pull one of those little pieces out like nothing, swap it around in like 10 minutes. And that's not how that works. <laughs> then you have to go about explaining the amount of work it takes. And then you show them a little bit. And they're like, oh, wow. But sometimes, a lot of times, most people never even see that part of the process. You know? And so what they see is finished like, oh, wow, that looks pretty crazy. You know? And then it's like, ooh, it's so pretty. So a lot of times it's just lost, you know. So it's more of a personal, it's a personal battle, you know. They know, people know, but (laughs) still. They have to be interested to see it. Yeah, like it's not everybody's cup of tea, you know. Uh, Some people just look at it as stuff in their yard, accessories for their yard, you know. But it just is what it is. But that's true with every medium. Even really good painters, there's people that are like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can't do that. No, no. And it's fine. Like, it, I really, most of the time, I don't do it for outside gratification, really. It's more of like for myself and, you know, how I, I feel like it's a good day's work or whatever it may be, you know. And I'm getting that heavy creative side with it because a lot of times I get creative path with it you know so do you think that makes it harder because you know on a certain level you have to have good feedback in order to get business yeah you know and and do you think things how do you balance that how do you like that's a tricky place to kind of hang out when your creativity and the way you make money and just kind of the ways we've been like indoctrinated that our self-worth is and how much money we make, especially for men. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And I'd... then your art's involved. And like, yeah. Like, I, I can be I've never really typically looked at life like most people do. So it sucks. It sucks that it's that is what I want to do for money and it is a creative outlet and it is extremely heavy and labor intensive and all those things and navigating like acquiring work is not easy. So 
you have to do kind of a meticulous job to put yourself on another level, you know. And so that's what I'd, I've done since I've been back here, and it's kind of how I finished up when I was here before. So I wouldn't leave and not be able to have an opportunity. Yeah, I guess it's not letting the, you know, fact that it is how I'm, I'm going to make money, you know, overshadow the fact that I really enjoy doing it. You know, that's the fine line that I'll battle with more than acquiring work because the work will be there. You know, it's not losing myself in it and not getting beat to death. So you said the work will be here. So here we are. Colorado. Well, I know we're in Colorado. I'm just envisioning like we came to the mountain and you're literally like moving mountains. You're moving pieces of earth around with your hands and recreating. You're taking it from one place and kind of making a um, mosaic. A mosaic for someone's home, for their yard, for their space. It provides them with like a sense of kind of owning part of the mountain or there's a piece of them. Mm -hmm. You know, there yeah. is a connection when you're looking at stonework that's bringing you to its origin. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, most of your masons always worked with stuff that was near villages and near towns and stuff. And then every once in a while, you'd have those crazy pieces where they would transport them a long ways. But it, it does. I mean, a lot of the stone I like to use comes locally, you know. So they are. They're getting parts of the mountain spread around. They do feel an attachment with it, that's for sure. Do you think maybe that is why it's a little bit more popular here to hire your kind of expertise in your work? Because there's more of a connection to seeing part of the mountain. Versus in Texas where, you know. Yeah, everything was kind of just shipped in. Yeah. Unless you got that. I mean, you did have some nice limestone that came out of the hill country. there, but, And some people have gotten it up here. Mm -hmm. But um, I just think there's the technique and style that we do and we use. No one does it that way. And you get a more authentic a lot harder work than just grabbing saws and this and that rip 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 you know using all the technology to help you when you have to step back look at everything take all your pieces and spread them out look at all your shapes and lines and angles and then see how the stone talks to one another see how they want to communicate and then you look at your space and you look at the the shapes and angles and how it's talking to you. And then you start, the pieces actually start to find their own homes. And then you keep them proportioned. And you make them pretty. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the creative process with it, you know. We definitely stand out. So we're one of a kind. Yep. I want to be in magazines. 
outside recognition mm -hmm. yeah. of your process. Yep. Yep. What'll that feel like in your uh, body I guess, when you see your picture in your magazine? I guess it would be like a sense of accomplishment or something, you know? Yeah. Like acknowledgement for the hard work put in. It won't end me if it never happens, but that's just like a goal. That's just something to set yourself to aspire to, yeah. you know. Whether you accomplish it, it doesn't matter. It's just like, okay, this is what this is the journey. This is what I'm going to work towards, and how can I become the best that I can be at it along the way? Yeah, it's the inspiration. Yeah. <clears throat> Keeps you creating. Yeah. You have to kind of set a level of. Well, and maybe you tell me if you do this, but like, I, to me, that feels like you have to set a little bit of level of vulnerability and uncertain, a little, a little mm -hmm. scary feeling in order to stay inspired. Yeah. 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 That's where you got to find that creative confidence, man. Yeah. You know, and just like, okay, I know I can do this. I know I've done it. Mm -hmm. You know, I got it. You got to trust the flow of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, believing in yourself, believing in your skills, and timing. Mine is a lot of timing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What did they say? Uh, luck is. It's where time and chance cross path, or something like that. Hmm. I think it's something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Because you definitely need luck as well. You For my work, I feel like I'm a, it's a living, breathing entity. And like there's other people that are playing like kind of on the entity. So it has to, you know, like even today with the, you know, people cancel and things have to change and something happened in their life that was they really need to tend to or they're moving, you know, or whatever's going on like a bit of a dance with the people that are on the on the on the amoeba yeah and i've found because i can get super focused and want to just like get through things that doesn't work you know it doesn't make it as um i have to like flow with the timing of how I, all the time and people connect and line up and, you know those are the, otherwise i'm just pissed off <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that is definitely a, a true facet with it yeah yeah it seems like it's like that with all kind of work you know mm -hmm. and then you even have like the random daily elements that throw wrenches into things you know mm -hmm. like we haven't had rain in 40 days <laughs> and now it's like oh snap now, you can't work today. now I can't work today yeah same thing. Yeah. It's true. So you and Mike worked together. So Mike is your business partner in yep. your new endeavors. And you guys worked together before. But how did you first figure out you were going to be friends or connect or meet? Um, I'd met him through Hollywood. And... He would the person. Yeah, the person, <laughs> not the city. Gary. Gary. Yeah. Gary, Gary Howard. Howard. Yeah. Um, I'd met him through Hollywood. 
had been over to the house a few times and then met Blake, met him through Blake, and then eventually he got me a job working with him in like 2003. And I worked there for a little while, and we became friends there. We both figured out we actually had a knack for the stonework. So, and it was, we were completely different people, but we actually looked at that the same like we were doing art. And it was just a big canvas, and we're making mosaics. And it made it easier for us, so we actually both kind of learned at the same time how to really integrate with the stone and the processes. Which made it really good for us, you know, and we did okay. We were just really immature back then. So blue opportunities and this and that. So that's kinda how I figured we we would become friends and we did become friends. Through stone. Uh no, no, it was through Gary Howard. No, Morgan. I know, but your work together is yeah, yeah, yeah. in Stonework. That's yeah. where you figured out like, oh, we can do this together, mm-hmm. we see it the same way. Yeah. Or your creative process works together yeah yeah what is there any differences in your creative process that you notice yeah i think sometimes i'll look say at pitch and clearance and some of that stuff and he's looking at stone shape and all that and then we'll isolate and change and i'll be looking at something but we look at things at different times, not necessarily the same order, but usually pretty quick. He'll be looking at this, these facts, and I'll be looking at these, and then he'll look at these, and I'll look at these. And then we'll, we'll start having conversations about pieces and looks and things, and then all of a sudden it kind of just meshes to where we're just like, oh, yeah, this one, we're on the same page where things are going to go and how it's going to flow. We can we kind of both do our little thing with it the first like the whole first day we were there we ended up getting pieces in which shocked us we thought we were more just going to be looking at everything because we had about nine thousand pounds of stone and we had to pull it all apart and look at everything and we thought that was where we were going to be because we hadn't did this in a long time you know and uh, it just kind of we fell right back into it like looking at things and communication and because you have to work as a team. Like, you can't just do your thing. Like, this stuff weighs two, 300 pounds a piece. So you have to work together to get them where you want them. Or it's impossible. Because we're doing this in someone's gated yard. So we have no way to cheat. That's why we're doing it. But our processes are... Pretty simple. That's fun. It's fun to have a creative partner. What in that? Not necessarily that it's bad and negative, but what could get? What gets in your way? Or what, are there parts of in that process that you notice are harder? Yeah. Um, some of the smaller details, because the some of the stone can be brittler. Some of it's not that easy to work with, blah, 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 different things. Mm-hmm. But usually dealing with the smaller pieces versus the larger stuff. So it's easier to see see the bigger mm-hmm. pieces. Yeah, it's... 
makes I can sense. I can see the smaller well, you don't know shapes. The smaller, you don't know how they're gonna evolve. Right, <laughs> right, because you you look at all your pieces, but it can also break easy this and that. And so you've got to be able to pivot immediately, know all your shapes that where you can transition this right in. I would say that's probably the most difficult or tedious. You know, not just thinking of applying that to painting, I kind of feel the same way. I think painting on a bigger canvas actually feels a little easier because it kind of gives you permission to make bigger strokes. Yeah. When I get on smaller canvas, I almost feel like it needs, I need to justify. You're matching. Yeah. yeah, well, and I have need finer details. This is all the space I have. And I almost feel pressured to, like, you have to prove yourself a little bit more on the smaller, just this, this small little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. With those little three-inch by three-inch ones, man, I just had to throw it all away. Yeah. I was like, I'll just do this pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the big ones give you more. Uh... That's what I've gotten really big into are the big canvas big time. Yeah. Because I like having that that big palette for, for all the colors to erupt through and the layers. Yeah. I'm really gotten into the big canvas lately. Yeah. My last three, three or four of these, last three have been all big canvas. Except for those three by threes. Yeah. I got to be in a mood for the three by three. Yeah. Yeah. But the big ones do kind of provide a sense of um, courage for me. It's a lot it's of canvas. It's very subtle, but just. It's a lot of canvas. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of space to put what an idea. What am I going to put there? Yeah, it's a lot of space for <laughs> an idea. Do we need another giant naked woman picture? Hey, <laughs> can you go wrong with a giant naked woman picture? I don't know. I don't know. You just paint what you're inspired to paint. That's it. It comes through. So. What other mediums do you find yourself, maybe that you haven't even used yet? Is there anything like that kind of draws my attention and yeah. gets my curiosity? Yeah. Um, hmm. If I were to say to try something. Well, what have you tried, maybe, if that uh, helps you? I mean, just some of the basic stuff, you know writing and playing instruments and you know painting and that type of stuff but i think i think it would be interesting to try to chisel a little statue mm. i think that would be sweet out of stone mm -hmm. yeah a soft stone you can carve yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like a soapstone or something just to play around with first but i think that would be interesting trying to figure out the proportions, you know, doing a 3D object like a Buddha or something, you know, yeah. something I think would be easy to start with. I think that would be fun. I love, somebody was telling me, and I, I don't know where, I don't know the true history, but the Zuni, uh, fig, they're called fetishes, they're little figurines, and that they'll take the piece of stone and they just start carving and whatever come, whatever ends up being is kind of whatever happens whether it's a bear or a raccoon. Like, nice. they don't start off saying, I'm going to make this. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. this is, will be a raccoon. We'll see what it is. Yeah. They just start working it. 
Mm. And it starts telling what it's going to be. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how I look at doing the, the stonework. Mm-hmm. As I look at all the stones, it's like, where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the creative process in general, I is to me also. Is well, that that's how I look at through. campus painting. Yeah. You know, like, I don't paint structures and shapes and, and things. Like, I look at, I, I feel what colors are feeling right, you know, mm-hmm. to me. So I'm just playing with color palette and seeing what it invokes in me. Seeing if I like, like if it gives me a certain feeling when I look at it, you know, mm-hmm. of excitement or, oh, yeah. Like it just is telling me like, oh, yeah, keep going with that. But that's that's the freedom. I'm just letting it come out, whatever it wants to come out. I typically have, and I might get down to say this last one, this one I'm working on now. I did a couple of circles. I'd been thinking about it, just looking at the colors as they were evolving, that I could put some definition in there, but I didn't know what to do, you know. And I'd been thinking for a day or two about doing the circles, and then when you broke down your purple one and you did the moons. And I was looking at the proportion size. I'm like, okay, yeah, that is what I wanted to do there. Because I'd been thinking about that. And when you did those moons on your mandala, I was like, oh, yeah. So, And then I just started messing with it to see in one area. And well, then once that happened, the other areas have jumped out. Yeah. And so now I have just a lot of layering to do to get those colors out. See, it's kind of a almost like a mix, right? Where you just start putting colors down. For me on that one, I was just putting colors down and then it separated into darker and lighter areas. And then shapes started taking place. And then it got to a point where like, okay, I want to try this with it now, you know? So it was almost like a two part. It started out free flow and then it transitioned into orchestrated. Right. Well, playing around with the shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I make pictures of things, but I think what I'm doing is dropping into, um, like, rabbit holes of ideas. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, what wants to be this? Oh, a rabbit. Or, you know, a bear. Heart. The moon. And if I can follow those, just follow the ideas. And, like, I guess it's small, like, kind of, like, all the other I'm putting it together now it's like all my work like get it do a retreat I get an idea mm-hmm. and I'm just following ideas yeah sometimes I want the freedom of just what do I enjoy in a color mm-hmm. but for some reason it's not my natural way my brain works yeah it's hard not to want to follow ideas Inspiration to me comes as just like a quick idea, thought, word, image. How does yours come? Kind of the same. Yeah. You know, like I, we were alluding to earlier, for me, where I get inspiration, you know, family, friends, nature, these and those things, phrases. Uh, once they come in, it's almost like that light butterfly feeling in your stomach. You know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it feels good. It, like, it releases endorphins or something. <laughs> you know, like, ooh, like, I'm going to get high on creativity, you know? So then you just start rolling with it, you know? 
that's like when with the painting man most of the time i feel so good when i'm painting it's ridiculous you know my head will have music going my head will be going all over the place and the whole world quietens down and i can just look at the colors you know and the feelings there you vote so my question that comes from that is is what is your concept God. <laughs> Man, not, that shit took a left turn. Uh, no, I think it's the same. That's why I just don't maybe know how to put it together. But is uh, that your concept of is is that what it feels like in the bigger sense? Is that like little pieces of feeling something bigger? Maybe it's what the real question. Uh, creativity. Yeah giving me uh, some kind of concept or ideal of God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it like that. I always just assumed we were all interconnected and it was always bigger than us, you know? Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think I ever really looked for one particular thing, you know, uh-huh. like a God image or a God it just it the, to me there's this innate feeling of being connected and everything's bigger than we are the universe is bigger than we are and that's one of the reasons why it seems like we should be more connected to each other is just knowing the mass of the universe and here we are in this one little spot you know now maybe concepts and thoughts like that can lead to concepts of God this or that and I'm definitely not saying there is no God and that you know creativity could be the you know the brush stroke of God you know but I myself have never really attached creativity in any kind of spiritual or not really I can't say spiritual but any kind of religious connotation If I were to have like a concept of God or what I would say God would be, would be more of um, nature, I think, water, just those kind of things. Well, nature is creativity. Nature creates, reproduces, grows under the concrete waiting for the cracks to open. Yeah. It is that's life, death, life cycles. But would it have to be called God? No. I I think religions really fuck that up as far yeah. as I think they they were the great concepts yeah. taking taken and manipulated and convoluted. Now, I, my concept so of God down. is more naturalist. Yeah, mine is too. Yeah. Like, if I were going to have to give <clears throat> praise and thank you and all of these things and be like, oh, thank you for another breath. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sun. That's the moon. That's the wind. You know, that's the earth with food. Like, that. that's all of those things. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think men took 
good moral codes, good behavioral codes and stories and used it for their own powers that be. So, which taints things, you know, yeah. but um, I guess that goes back to how I look at <clears throat> the masonry stuff too, you know, the working with stone. It's real primal, you know, and I think that's where I come from, the place I come from in a lot of my existence is that primal but I'm by no means a caveman or a Neanderthal. You know? <laughs> I just try to be, you know, aware, maybe. Well, to me, it gives me a sense of, like, roundedness. To feel that primal, animalistic, instinctual part of and I think I related, I learned that the most at childbirth, you know, that was a big lesson is primal. Yeah. You are an animal. I am an, an I am an animal and doing a natural birth with like midwives was probably a, for us is as close as we could get. I mean, we could have went to the woods or something. <laughs> My parents were already terrified. Of what we were doing, so this think, is true. Yeah, is true. I think we did the most primal version of that, and you were right there in the primalness. I mean, I felt like supported by you in that way. Yeah, animals. Creativity, though, we are creating life. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it felt holy. You know, it felt like that moment. To me, I can sometimes sense like the buildup of that moment where you almost feel the matrix glitch. Like you can feel the veil is thin between the primal human experience and the universe. And definitely childbirth is that moment. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess you could say someone could take creativity as God for sure yeah. I could see that they could have that concept and and be fine well yeah there's artists that that's their like Catherine yeah. you know that's her inspiration she paints it's you true know, what do they call it it's not religious art but there's a you know there's a term for that type of art like Alex Gray is another one cosmic art in certain ways I feel like what I paint is very much that way mm. yeah. it feels spiritual even yeah. if the images aren't like of Jesus like you know Catholics do yeah I don't know if mine do I just like to paint Yeah. So. well I was listening to someone recently actually they were no I'm watching the Andy Warhol documentary on Netflix right now. And Andy Warhol was really Catholic. His mom was really Catholic, like drug him to church, like a lot, I guess. But he was really drawn to the art, the Catholic art. It really inspired him. Right. Yeah. And so maybe somehow it just was interesting. I know. 
I do remember looking at that art a lot as a kid because it was kind of gothic and scary in certain <laughs> ways. You know, it's a little <laughs> intense <laughs> yeah. for a kid to stare at. But. Would you say artists and poets are the, the true legislators of the world? I think, yes, in certain ways, I, yes, I think that's true. But I also think it's because we are really sensitive to the world. I think to create, to me, my process, that sensitivity to listening, to letting the ideas come in, that is a, you, that's a sensitivity that has to kind of tuned into and in fact that's kind of what my work with wild spirit is a little bit about helping people tune into that whether it is to paint or just to move in their body a little freer to trust you know the process connecting with themselves mm -hmm. but it, that's to their creativity in whatever form that takes right i think that's when it gets hard when i feel the fear come in and the blocks come up like you know when people when we kind of have to come in and out of being able to touch into that frequency of God coming in not everyone can handle you know how it shows up but yeah I feel like I do that when I when I'm creating like you're tuning into some sort of frequency or flow that maybe is all around us, but we just can only put our antenna into it every once in a while or yeah. as it comes in. Because I think of like Catherine who has to paint to like get deadlines. And... That's intense. Yeah. Like how do you keep, I can't wait to talk to her and ask her, how do you keep, you got to keep tuning into that. No wonder, you know, you could get fried. Yeah. <laughs> the other day she was painting all day. Yeah. Last day I was there. Creativity is amazing. Yeah, when it, it's it's definitely a weird one, you know. Like I feel like whenever I want to tune into it, I can. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want to all the time, you know. Is it can be, can be heavy. So, especially you start thinking heavy thoughts with it, you know. Well, you gotta. It makes you get clear with the blocks that keep you from being there all the time. <laughs> and maybe we're not supposed to live there all the time. I'm not saying that, but maybe it's like a clear to you know. Man, if I it lived, keeps in... you in your primal. It's Dude, not time if... for you to live there. That'll be when you die. Dude, if I lived in my creative mind all the time, dude, I'd be sleeping on gummy bears and shit. Like, no. Well, when I like when I do something big with mine, I have to recover. Like there is a bit of a recovery process that has to happen because it is really intense. Yeah. Especially because it's vulnerable because it's your own personal experience of that flow of yeah God. and you don't know how people are going to uh... well and like you said about the stonework i mean 
there's only a handful of people that are gonna get it. You know, yeah. I don't have the touch of like Van Gogh. And I actually, if you read back to some of those artists back then, they weren't loved then. Nah, it was nah. actually after they, they died. died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So doing post hospice work. Yeah, most artists are tortured, like right. they're not received. Or they're self-tortured, like this Andy Warhol documentary. He felt he couldn't get over the way he looked. Like, he had such low self-esteem. And he was Andy Warhol, and he felt like, you know, trying to get relationships and stuff. Yeah, he just wanted, he probably just wanted to look normal, you know? Yeah, he like, he looked artsy. he, (laughs) He looked very artsy. He wore wigs. There was a wig. I didn't know that. I thought his hair looked crazy, but I didn't realize it was just a wig stuck on his head. But yeah, we're we're sensitive souls, creatives. How, how many people do you think? How many people do you think are creative? I think everyone has the potential to be creative. I, do I think some people close to maybe the majority of people in a conscious way are terrified of their creativity and I think that's like a cultural What issue. do you think the big what do you think the big holdback is? We have to do it perfect. It has to be good. Uh, you don't we don't have room as adults to play and like to mess up. You know, even putting the resin on that picture the other day, I had to get to the point where it's like, it's okay if I mess up because I, I'm not going to know how to do this until I do it a few times. Yeah. And I might ruin some really good paintings. And that's just part of it. I You you know, I was saying this yesterday at lunch when I went with Jackie and the girls is that like, when you have your heart wide open, when you're in the flow, like you, to, in order to receive love, you have to be willing to get your heart broken. Yeah. You can't protect your heart and have it open at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I think when you truly drop into that creative process, it's the same thing. You have to be willing to really be bad at it or peop- or other people to not get it or see yeah. it or validate it. And I think that's the struggle of the artist is this need in us that we want to be seen but then when we're seen like people can hurt our feelings oh yeah you're definitely putting yourself out there you know but every Uh, single human i think has 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 the potential and really probably has the desire but it's so scary to be rejected as humans because we're social creatures you know we need the herd to feel safe and like rejection on any level for a human is like our kryptonite you know because it goes back to that primal we're not part of the herd you know like to be ostracized from your communities you know from your family is really something devastating very hard for we can move on like you know with my family stuff i can go on with life but there's always that part of you that can recognize um so why do you think that rejection why do you think artists and creative types are willing to put themselves out there like that and risk that kind of pain and torture 
because it feels good when you explained earlier that moment where the idea comes in or it all clicks together and you get the endorphins and yeah, you yeah. feel God for oh, that half no. second. And then you're like, I no, need no. more of that. No, no, tiramisu. No, no. <laughs> I guess it feels good and it feels good to see myself in that moment too. Like maybe that I'm part of God, something bigger if we need another label besides God. But that moment where the veil is thin and the really clunky human part of me feels extraordinary. Even if it's not good, it doesn't matter what the art actually looks like. It's just the moment where the where you feel that you have that felt sense. Exactly that. Actually, the way the way something looks doesn't really matter no. you know especially like no it's no. how it makes you feel it's how you feel yeah. yeah in fact that brings me into sex a little bit because i in the somatic training she used to say like oh when you're really in your pleasure you don't look pretty like <laughs> you don't look like a porn <laughs> no no you're not arched out and all like cute you're actually making you're being an animal you look like an animal <laughs> but i mean that in itself was a lesson because well for w women but not, not just sex this goes into art this is part of the whole conversation is that like well, it's a human experience so yeah we get worried about the way it looks yeah. whether it's us it's our body or our art or, you know, because n there's a very small percentage of people that'll have the interest to look at what's going on deeper, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's why I really like the uh, going on that first Friday art walk, you know? Because yeah. I can, myself, like I can appreciate art on a really basic level, you know? It could be a kindergartner, and I'm going to think it's amazing, mm -hmm. you know, or it could be Catholic, and I'm going to think it's amazing. I definitely like looking at where people are and how they feel, you know, what's kind of, you see into a picture of themselves and where they're at, who they are. Yes. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, I do too, and I love when I can see art in that way, mm -hmm. and I can, like, relax and see see what's behind it i think that's why for me i like more abstract or imperfect art mm -hmm. sometimes a really technically amazing piece can be amazing i can look at it but i don't it, you it's can appreciate it for the it. talent and technique yes the style yeah that's not always the stuff that's really filling you know yeah the perfect math doesn't always give you the perfect happiness yeah well and if you go the technical route as an artist you have to be real like you have to then i don't know i feel like i would have to beat myself into submission of painting every day and really 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 trying to get good which i think is a, a valid journey for mm -hmm. people that are interested to do that oh yeah some people just love it yeah my buddy brad he drove he, he drew constantly like, he was like, dude, I'm going to do this when I'm older. Like, he had notebook after notebook 
people he loved it. just creating characters and shapes and drawing things and taking them and making them different things like he was that person that will never get tired of doing it he'll do it if he can do it for a living he's all about it you know but people are different like i i don't think with the stonework it's a little different than say the art pieces of the painting i don't think i would ever put myself in a position where i needed to rely on that you know mm-hmm. for a living and it's not because i'm not technically trained or anything it's just i really enjoy doing that for myself you know yeah when it becomes a job it becomes something else like the stonework i can deal with that mm-hmm. as a job because of all the little things that go along with it but getting into that into art or even writing the songs or poetry. I just don't know if I could see myself doing that. I kind of like being in the middle, you know, where I do things for me, but if someone likes it, they're interested. Here you go. Not to say I wouldn't take advantage of that situation either. Yeah. But. And that's the thing. I don't think I'd try really hard to sell anything. It's just if there's an interest or I want to put it out there to make room for other things that want to come in. Absolutely. So is there anything else you want to share today as we maybe are closing up our first episode together? Uh, I'll just save it for another date. Yeah, this was fun. Yes, it was. Did you enjoy it? It's interesting. What It'll be you... interesting to hear the playback. <laughs> see, if, see if it even recorded? Yeah. Because the line is straight. Uh, well. <laughs> We'll see. We're learning as we go. Yeah. It's part of the creative process. I mean, process. it's 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 picking us up, though, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I love you. Love you too, babe. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>